0: Now, here's your host of Long Term Care Radio, Brian Ott.
1: All right, and welcome back to Long Term Care Radio. You know, we just finished up a couple of live webinars this last week. And again, thank you to everybody that showed up for those. Um, We have um, two a month generally. And the reason why we do that is so that people can kind of get this overview of a lot of the stuff that we talk about here on the Long Term Care Radio podcast, as well as get your questions uh, answered. And one of the questions that I got this last week from a uh, an attendee was asking me, um, are they limited where they can get care when they go on claim? And so what they really wanted to know is, how does long-term care insurance work when you're on claim compared to the other insurances? And I will just tell you, there is a lot of confusion around this, and for a good reason. I mean, if you think about how insurance works, like the insurance that we have worked with in the past... And I'm talking about, you know, auto. Um, I don't know if you've ever wrecked a car or, you know, I've had, th- I had three cars within a year that all got, you know, I got rear-ended by by different people at different locations, got sideswiped, and I had to take my car in. And I was sitting there fighting with the other person's insurance company, or my insurance company was, about using original parts and, and allowing me to take the car where I wanted to go. And it would just seem like this kind of constant battle. And then I know if you have homeowner's insurance, you can kind of run into the same thing. You know, if you have a claim on a homeowner's policy first thing they're going to do is they're going to send an adjuster out there if it's if it's of any size at all and what that adjuster is going to do is they're going to come out and they're going to look at the situation then they're going to start wanting you know like your house burns down it's like well I need to replace my my personal goods in there Well, then you start having to go through all the verification process and what they're gonna pay for, and does your policy actually pay retail value, replacement value, or do they pay the depreciated value? So there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of fine print in your contract. And I will just tell you, in fact, property and casualty insurance companies as a whole are going to offer different types of insurance. They're going to have a couple different policies, two or three different ones that they can write. And a lot of companies will lowball you on premium and then they'll make it up at claim time and that's where the fine print comes in. Other companies are going to give you, you know, a fair price on the on the premium and treat you better on claim. So that's really kind of the the history that we have with insurance. But then when we go to what most of us are very familiar with because maybe we haven't wrecked the car maybe we haven't had a homeowner's claim well almost all of us have used health insurance in one form or another and i will just tell you right now i mean in in my humbled opinion health insurance is an absolute disaster in fact i just i apologize right now sincerely for my view here for my, my hate talk here on health insurance because it is it's just a mess it's overpriced um You know, unless you're a person that had pre-existing conditions when Obamacare passed, it did not help us. In fact, our insurance premium for a family more than quadrupled since Obamacare came out. So it's overpriced. You never know what the actual cost is going to be when you do go to a doctor. In fact, I just went last week to have a foot x-ray and I still haven't got the bills. I have no idea. They couldn't tell me what it's going to cost or anything. It's like, well, you know, it depends on your insurance and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm thinking, Okay, I'm paying tens of thousands of dollars a year, literally, for health insurance, and I can't figure out how much it's going to cost to go see the doctor. And they jump you through the hoops, and they put you through all these, these um, you know, you've got to go here first, and then you got to use this person within a provider, and you've got to go through this, and you've got to do that. And so it's the insurance, the health insurance is in control of your health care in a lot of ways. And then, oh, by the way, here's a 90-day prescription, but we can only give you 30 days because that's all that your health insurance will pay for. So here you are, somebody that's taking something like a thyroid medication that they're going to take the rest of their life, goes to the pharmacy during COVID, and they still got to go back every 30 days because their insurance will only pay for 30 days at a time. So there's just a lot of stuff like that. And honestly, I could burn an entire program just... Raging on the problems with health insurance. So, the problem is for most of us, this is the experience that we have with insurance. So, that question that I get in my webinar, and I get that almost every one do I have to go to a particular provider? How does long term care insurance work? I totally get the foundation of that question, and I think that's what we want to really spend some time on today. So let's talk a little bit about long-term care insurance, and more importantly, how does it work when you need it? I've got a saying that insurance is only important when you need it, and that's the truth. The rest of the time, it's just usually a, a, a bill or a stack of paper set in a safe deposit box. But let's revisit what happens when you end up and you make a on claim and you make a claim for long-term care insurance. What does it do? How will it pay out? Well, first off, you trigger a claim in one of two ways, regardless of the long-term care insurance plan you have here. Now, let me sidetrack here for just a second. When I'm talking about long-term care insurance, we need to be very careful here. That does not include chronic care riders or or terminal illness riders that you'll find on some life insurance policies or you'll find on some annuities. There's a lot of marketing out there for both life insurance and annuities that will put these chronic care riders on their policies, and they'll market it as something that you can use for long-term care. Legally, that is not long term care insurance they're not supposed to market it as long term care insurance, but we see this very common with life insurance and you're starting to see it with uh nursing homes you know they 'll say, "Well, we have a nursing home right around this annuity, which means that if you annuitize and then you end up in a nursing home, you can get extra money That is not long term care insurance folks, so let's be very clear about that when we talk about long term care insurance, we're talking about what the i r s calls a seventy seven oh two B, as in boy, 7702B. A chronic care rider is a 101G, as in girl. We want to make sure 7702B is stamped right there on our policy that we have. That's what we sell. That's what long-term care insurance is. So if you have a long-term care insurance policy, it doesn't matter if it's a traditional plan or if it's an asset-based plan. It's going to fall under the 7702B guidelines for the IRS. You will trigger that policy Which means when you go to make a claim, you're going to trigger in one of two ways. A physical impairment. A physical impairment just simply means you need help with two out of six activities of daily living. The activities of daily living are defined as transferring, toileting, bathing, dressing, eating, and continence. And I tell everybody in my webinars, it's what we do every day. We get out of bed, we go to the bathroom, we take a shower, we make something to eat, we get dressed, and we find a bathroom when we need one and and use it. So that's the activities of daily living. So you could imagine like a a stroke victim, for instance, would have a major stroke. They might hit all six of those. To to actually trigger a long-term care plan, you just need help with two of those. It doesn't have to be any particular two, but you need help with two activities of daily living. The second way that you would turn on a long-term care insurance policy and start receiving your benefit would be because you are diagnosed with a cognitive impairment. So we have physical impairment, which is the ADLs, activities of daily living, and we have cognitive impairment, which means that your brain is not functioning at a level that is safe for you to be alone. So now all of a sudden, you need standby assistance. You may be able to still dress and bathe and get to the bathroom and do all those things. Like you know, a lot of kids can, a lot of toddlers can, but it's not safe to leave a a four-year-old at home alone. And so that's kind of where the cognitive impairment comes in. It's like you might be able to do all the activities of daily living, but you still need help. So that's why that triggers by itself. And a lot of people, if you have cognitive impairment, you will eventually get to the point where you have physical impairments and vice versa. But the bottom line is your doctor is going to determine this, not the insurance company. So we're going to spend some time today talking about what goes on, how long-term care insurance pays, what it actually pays for. But remember... That's how you trigger your policy, either a physical impairment or a cognitive impairment. We know the car insurance, you wreck your car, it gets stolen, that's going to trigger a claim. Your house catches on fire or it gets robbed, that's going to trigger a claim. You die, that's going to trigger your life insurance. Well, long-term care has two distinct triggers, physical or cognitive impairment. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to squeeze that in a little bit early because i got a lot to discuss today. So stick around. When we get back, we're going to continue the discussion on how long-term care works once you're on claim. We'll be right back. Avoid
0: the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at
2: 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important, a lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is, the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian
1: Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet yeah, often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.
0: Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors.
1: All right, and we're back, and uh, again, thanks for uh, tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. You you did hear a couple of ads there that we've got um, a couple classes coming up. We just finished up our classes for November. We're going into Thanksgiving next week, believe it or not, and so we're going to be rolling into December, and I'm going to have two new classes up on the calendar. That will be on Saturday the 10th and the following Thursday on the 15th. And so we'll get those times up there for you. You can sign up for one of those webinars because, again, it's a great way to just kind of wrap all that information up and get your questions answered so you'll have a good basic understanding um, when you start planning. So today we're going to discuss what happens when you go on claim with long-term care insurance and specifically how these plans work on paying out. So we were talking in that first segment, like, we know how health Health insurance works right or I should say we don't know how it works you have no idea what you're paying and then oh I got to go to this specialist and you got to stay in this network and you got to do all those things so the bottom line is with long-term care it's a little bit different again we're going to trigger it by needing help with two out of six activities of daily living that's the physical impairment or you've been diagnosed with a cognitive impairment and you need supervision again this is your doctor your health care professionals that's making that decision not the insurance company okay so, you um, your care provider, once you, you trigger your policy, so it doesn't matter if it's physical or, or cognitive impairment, you are going to file a claim for your long-term care insurance. Your care provider, which is often called a care coordinator, is going to come out or they 're going to provide a care coordinator they 're going to come out and they 're going to put a plan of care together after assessing what needs you have and getting input from your doctor that that might be helpful for instance if it 's a cognitive impairment, the doctor might say look we 've got sundowner syndrome here or they 're really you know they, they need the help in the morning, they really need help in the evening, whatever it is that 's when they 're going to need the most and so the, the professionals that you are hiring are going to come out and they're going to put that plan of care together. They're going to write it out. You need help with bathing, dressing, eating, whatever it is. You need some light housework. You need some grocery shopping. You need some meal preparation. You need some um, medication management. They're going to put that plan of care together that just kind of gives us a blueprint of the type of care and the type of services that you're going to need. So let's pause here for just a quick second. How do you find that initial person to come out and put a plan of care in place? If Let's just say you're in your home. You want to receive your care at home. Most, most long-term care situations start out in their own home. Well, if you have insurance, many companies will guide you through this process. They're going to, through their claim support, they're going to provide you with some initial help on finding those resources. You still get to choose who that is, but they're going to help you find that. If you don't have insurance, you're on your own. You've got to go out and you've got to call a home health care agency and see if they have a a care coordinator that can come out and put a plan of care together for you and assess you and give you an idea of what they're going to charge and can they handle that workload. But if you have insurance, that insurance company, as a general rule, some of the better ones that have these concierge claim support that I talk about, they're going to be stepping in with you and your family at the very beginning of that to help you guys figure out, number one, where are we going to get the care and how do we get that care and how do we get that plan of care? So once you have that plan of care put together, you will then... Send that to the insurance company as part of the documentation you need to file your claim. So they're going to ask for some information from your doctor, and they're going to ask for that plan of care. So again, if depending on who the insurance company is, some insurance companies are better than others. And this is what I always try to explain with my clients when we're looking at options. It's more than just what the price is for that benefit. What we want to understand is how are they going to provide benefits to you outside of just the money? How are they going to help you when you're on claim? Are they going to help you with that care coordination? Are they going to assign somebody to you or are you on your own? So keep that in mind. Now, here's an important part that, um, you know, you need to understand. You, (coughs) excuse me, you are in control of choosing who is going to provide those services and where you're going to receive them. And what I mean by this is, you know, unlike health insurance where they say, you gotta work within this network of providers, when it comes to long-term care insurance, you can provide any use any provider you want. You can choose to receive your care in your home. You can receive to re- get your care in a facility. It's up to you. I mean, we have clients that are actually getting skilled nursing care in their home. So if you have the resources to bring in a skilled nurse, you can do that in your home. Or you can move to a facility. So you're going to choose that. At home, you're going to pick the agency that provides that care or you're gonna go out and you're gonna choose a facility that you want to move in. This is completely different from health insurance where oftentimes we're required to work within that specific limited network. And if you go outside that network, they're not gonna pay for everything. You're gonna end up having to be out of pocket money. And this is a key takeaway on today's show, that you are not limited on who you use to provide that care as long as they're either a licensed agency or it's a licensed facility that's providing that care. With long-term care insurance, I mean, the bottom line is you stay in control. You're choosing where you want to go. I mean, just imagine if you, you, you know, you, you could go to any doctor you want. If you're sick, you go to any hospital you want. Well, health insurance companies don't let us do that. Most of them don't. But today, with long-term care insurance, you're totally in control. You're going to choose, choose where you want to go. Now, what does that long-term care pay for? This is the key, right? So we've, we, we've turned on this policy. We've got a claim filed what's going to get paid for. And basically, let me explain here. Um, Are you limited on what long-term care insurance pays for? Yes, you are. And and you're limited by what the IRS code says long-term care insurance can pay for because, again, this is a tax-free benefit to you Not to go buy a new car or to take your kids to Disneyland, but to pay for long-term care services and supports. And this is really what they are. Long-term care services and support is the help that you need to support independent living. It's often described as custodial care because most of the time it is custodial care, meaning we just need somebody there to help you get through the day help with those activities of daily living, like the bathing and dressing, as well as the instrumental activities of daily living. So an IADL, instrumental activity of daily living, is covered by long-term care insurance as well, but it's going to handle things like meal preparation, um, light housework, keeping your house clean and sanitary, medication management, grocery shopping, help with the mail, help with finances, things like that. So again, those things that you need to support independent living when you're in your own home, you're going to be limited to a degree in the sense that they are not going to pay for you know, landscaping or maintenance on the house. That's still going to come out of your budget personally. But think of it as you're paying for those services that are coming into your home to help you. And you don't really have to worry about this because those services know what is a covered expense. So if you ask them to change a light bulb in your house, they'll say, sure, we can do that for you. If you ask them to change the oil on the on the car, they're going to say, no, I'm sorry, we don't do that. But as a general rule, that help that you're getting that's coming in, it's going to be different for everybody. Maybe somebody needs physical therapy. Maybe somebody just needs standby assistance. Maybe somebody has a very complicated medication routine that they need that medication management for. All of that's going to be covered by your long-term care insurance. Now, here's the big difference. When you move out of your house, if you move to an assisted living facility, an adult family home, a continuing care retirement center, whatever it is, long-term care insurance is going to cover those costs associated with that, that facility. So when my grandmother moved into an assisted living facility down in Alamosa, Colorado, They provided meals, they provided uh, maid service, they provided medication management, they provided help with bathing, dressing, transferring, all those things that she needed. They had Friday night social, they had Sunday night dinner, they had movie night, they had libraries. All of that was covered by long-term care insurance. The utilities were covered, all of those things. So that's a little bit different than when you're in home, you still got to pay your property taxes, you still got to pay to maintain your house. Your long-term care insurance will pay for the lighthouse working and the stuff like things that you can't do. Once you move to a facility, you're going to be able to have all those things fall under the umbrella of long-term care insurance. Now, let's talk about this for a second. One of the most common questions we always get is, can you pay a family member? And the shorter answer, or the short answer is, yes, you can pay a family member for long-term care services, but you have to have a cash indemnity plan. That's a specific type of benefit when you go on claim. There are three asset-based companies that still offer that. Now, we did a whole show on this back in October that talked about this you know what you can do with difference between cash and reimbursement plans and so I think that was uh, back in October when I did that around the first week of October, so you can find that on the podcast but one of the things that you need to understand is that If you want to pay family members, you have to have a very specific policy. The IRS says you can get X amount of dollars. It's about $12,000 a month right now, and technically they're going to leave you alone. But you still have to handle the paperwork. Make sure you keep track of what you're spending your money on because if they do come and audit you and you can't prove that you spend it on long-term care services, well, then that money becomes income. So that's one of the things your CPA will always tell you. You've got a lot of paperwork to do, which you do. But that's the way you can pay family members. The rest of the policies, like the policies that I have and the vast majority of the policies that are out there are going to reimburse you up to your monthly limit. So that's the amount of coverage that you put in place. So health insurance is always trying to nickel and dime you, right? you got to pay for this. You're only going to pay this. Uh, The MRI is $500, but the insurance only reimbursed $300, whatever it is. Long-term care insurance does not work that way. You set an amount. So you said, I want $10,000 a month when I go on claim. That is the $10,000 you can spend. The insurance company doesn't come in and tell you how you can spend it. It just has to be on long-term care services and support. So imagine if you move into an assisted living facility and you say, well, I want to get a two-bedroom apartment instead of a one-bedroom apartment or instead of a studio the insurance company is not going to tell you you can't do that. They're not going to say, well, you know, based on your, your your health concerns and your plan of care, you can only have a studio apartment in here. That's not the way long-term care insurance works. You get to spend up to your limit. So if you want to go out and hire somebody that pays maybe, oh, say $40 um, an hour, or costs $40 an hour instead of $35 an hour, instead of $30 an hour as a home health care agency, you're entitled to hire those people. That is fine. Then you're not going to limit that. Your limits are basically set on how much coverage you put in place when you took your plan and you put it out. Now, any unused money, let's say you have that $10,000 a month and you're only spending 5000 a month. Well, the other $5,000 just stays in your bucket of money, so to speak, for you to use down the road. One thing that people always want to know is, can I average this out? Like, if I spend $5,000 one month, can I get $15,000 the next month if your limit's $10,000? No, you cannot. You can only get up to your monthly limit. If you don't spend that, the rest stays in there. I've got to take a quick break here for the news. Um, So stick around, though. When I come back, we're going to do the client of the week. I'm going to introduce you to Linda and show you how we set up a plan that's going to actually pay her back more than she put into it. We'll be right back.
0: Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525LongTermCare.com. 525LongTermCare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com.
1: All right, and we are back, and it's uh, time for Client of the Week. If you just joined us here on Long-Term Care Radio, we always do a Client of the Week at the bottom of the hour. And the idea of this, again, is to really just kind of go through what we discuss when we're putting a plan together for one of our clients and it's the idea is to really help you understand a little bit about you know the options that are available out there and the different ways you can fund a plan and the different options you had this week we we're talking a little bit how that long term care insurance works when you're on a claim and the big takeaway is it is not like medical insurance meaning you are not limited to a particular set of providers, outside of the fact that they have to be a licensed healthcare provider. That's it. But you can use XYZ company, ABC company, it doesn't matter. The idea when you move into an assisted living facility is you can move into you know this one here, or that one there, it doesn't matter. You can get a studio apartment, you can get a two-bedroom apartment, you can get whatever you want with your long-term care insurance. What's going to be limited is the amount of benefit that you set up, because really what we're doing with long-term care insurance is we're buying a bucket of money for future use. And the reason why we're buying that money today is because we get it at an extreme discount, and then we get tax advantages, and we have guarantees that we can't get from our investments. So the whole idea of long-term care insurance is that you're really saying, how much benefit do I want? Meaning, do I want to stay in a Motel 6? Or can I afford to stay in a Ritz-Carlton at that point? And so your long-term care insurance plan could pay out $5,000 a month, or it could pay out $20,000 a month. You're deciding that up front when you design that plan. And the reason why everybody doesn't have $20,000 a month of long-term care benefit for a lifetime is because you have to pay for that up front as well, too. So you're paying for it either with premiums over time or you're paying into it in a lump sum but there's got to be kind of a balance there, right? What we're really just trying to do is leverage up some money that we have to improve our quality of life in a time of need. This week for our client of the week, we have Linda who is 63. She is retired and single. Her husband passed away a few years ago. She has one daughter and she has one grandson. She came to us to put a plan in place because she's been working with an estate planning attorney and she's got a great attorney. I will tell you this because he... Like so many attorneys, I would say the vast majority of them forget about this part when you're doing estate planning. What's the number one thing that can undo your estate plan? It's a long-term care situation. Estate planning itself without long-term care insurance does not protect your estate plan if you end up in long-term care. So it's very tricky. I mean, you can, technically you can impoverish yourself by giving everything away and putting it in an irrevocable trust. But again, she had a great attorney just said, look, she went in with specific things that she wanted to do. She has a grandson who she wants to try to leave money to. This is what they're trying to figure out. And so the attorney said, look, you need to get some long-term care insurance so that we don't unravel this estate plan once we get this thing set up and get it going. Now, that was her number one concern when she came to us. What if I end up in an extended health care situation? What would that do to my state? What would that do to my ability to leave money to my family? Her grandson had special needs, and she was trying to set up a trust that would help provide for him over his lifetime in his later years. She was also aware that her daughter would not be able to help her in a care situation because she's going to be taking care of her son for as long as she can. And so he did, she just didn't want to be a burden. Linda said, look, I don't want my health to then be an extra burden on my daughter who's already got her hands full. So she was very aware of that. She goes, if anything, I want to be able to help my daughter out as much as I can. And then if I need help, if I end up in an extended healthcare situation, I want a plan in place that can lift that burden from her. And that is just really what her main concerns were. Here's what we found out about Linda when we started talking with her. She was actually in pretty good shape. She had a knee replaced a couple of years ago, and that's no big deal. Again, if you have a knee placed, replaced or a hip replaced, you're fine. Um, she was taking some blood pressure medication, but that was about it. She still had plenty of options for long-term care. She was living off a of pension and her husband's social security, and that was actually more than enough money than she needed to live, so that was funding her cash flow because she also had rental property. She had a small condo that they rented out, and that just was paid for, and so she netted out some additional monthly income out of that rental income, so she was comfortable off of her guaranteed stream of income so far. I mean, basically the pension, Social is guaranteed, the rental income's been very consistent, but that just is like icing on the cake for her. She did have an IRA and a retirement account. She also had some cash savings. You know, and overall, she was actually in pretty good financial situation. She owned her home free and clear, and so there was, you know, she was living modestly, but she had really good cash flows, and she had a guaranteed source of income. So she wasn't too worried about that part. Again, her main goal was, what happens if my health is compromised and I need some additional resources? How do I protect the rest of my assets? One of her goal is just really to not touch her IRA. And this is key because she's only 63. So she does not have to pull any money out of her retirement account until she's 72. And then that'll just be required minimum distributions. Now under the secure act if she died and she left that ira to her daughter her daughter would have to pull all of that money out within 10 years and pay tax on it and claim it as income that's one thing that the secure act changed that used to be you could leave your ira to your kids and they could take it out over their lifetime well here's the exception to that 10-year rule if it's for somebody that has a special needs Like her grandson, she could now leave that IRA, she can set up a trust, and that money now can be distributed out over his lifetime. And so it's going to be a great financial tool for her grandson to really give him a source of income over his an extended period of time, basically, is what she was really trying to do. So that was one of her main goals is I just want to protect my IRA. I'll just take the minimum distributions at 72, but I should still be able to leave a sizable IRA to her grandson. And this was something that she was working with on her CPA and with the attorney. And so that's how we kind of got together and started talking about different types of plans and how we wanted to fund them and get that set up. Here's what she really wanted from a long-term care plan. She wanted a cushion. So, again, she has Social Security. She has pension. She has rental income, and she will have required minimum distributions at 72. It's more than enough for her to live on, but she wants a little cushion in case she does end up having to go to a facility, and she does end up having to you know, pay for care coming into her house or whatever it is. She just doesn't want to have to tap into that IRA account. Um, she loved the idea of not having any payments. So that's what really got her looking. She was looking at long-term care insurance a few years ago and wasn't familiar with these asset-based plans. Her advisor didn't say anything about them. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to you know, be shelling out thousands of dollars a year for this long-term care insurance just on an ongoing basis if there's nothing that's going to come back if I don't use it. So that is the problem with traditional plans for a lot of people. The asset-based plans work differently in the sense that there's always going to be some value coming back there. And if they're designed correctly, like in our case today, we're going to get to those numbers, but you'll see that Linda's actually going to actually get more money back than she's putting into her plan regardless of what happens. So she really liked that idea that she could reposition some money. It wouldn't be wasted if she didn't need it. She hopes she doesn't need it. I hope none of my clients need long-term care. The sad truth is most of them will. So... We're just preparing ourselves um, for, for, regardless of the situation, that there's still going to be some value to her or to the estate. Um, she wanted really good claim support, so this was something that we we get down and we talk about. And again, I, I tell people, your house burns down, do you want a sack full of money, or do you want a team of professionals that know how to come out and get the permits and get the house rebuilt and find a contractor and make sure the contractor is not ripping you off? Most people say, yeah, I'll go with plan B there. So that's what she wanted. She wanted that good claim support so her daughter doesn't have to try to figure this stuff out about it. And that was just, again, one of the key questions I always ask people, because if they say, oh, I want to be able to. To pay family members, I'm like, okay, that's a cash indemnity plan. We do have those, but here's the downside. You're going to give up all that claim support. You're literally just going to get a check in the mail every month, and everything else is going to be up to you, including all the paperwork that has to be filed with the IRS at the end of the year, all of those things, versus a reimbursement plan. You're not going to be able to pay family members, but you are going to have this great claim support. You're not going to have to do any of that paperwork. The burden's going to be passed on to that insurance company. They're going to take care of that. Most of my clients want that because unless you know for a fact you're going to pay a family member, it doesn't make any sense to have one of those cash plans. And in this case, Linda knew that she would not be paying her daughter to take care of her Her daughter, just would not physically have the time to do that. So that was, you know, claim support was key. She wanted to age in place for as long as possible. And so that was something that she said, look. Ideally, I don't want to jump through a bunch of hoops. If I want to get home health care and I want to stay at home, I want to be able to use my long-term care insurance to get that care at home. And again, almost all the plans today out there are what we call comprehensive plans, which means you can receive that care in your own home. You can pay somebody to come into your home and get that care. The facility-only policies, there's actually a couple companies out there that require you to go to a facility to get your long-term care insurance. I have never, ever placed a client in one of those, and I most likely won't. I just I can't ever see a situation where that makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah, you're trying to save a little bit of money on premium say I go to a facility-only policy, but most people don't want to go to a facility. So she wanted a good plan that would pay for care in home. I'm a firm believer in that, so that wasn't a problem at all. So here's what we did for Linda. We went through all this information, and really what we looked at is we looked at asset-based plans because that's going to pay her back. It's going to pay her estate back. She's not going to lose any of that money. We looked at the single funding options, which means she's just going to go in and make a single deposit. And again, with asset-based plans, you can make a single deposit. You can make five payments over five years, 10 payments over 10 years, 20 payments over 20 years. We have plans that go to age 95. You can do a single deposit and ongoing payments. There's all kinds of things you can do. And so sometimes it makes sense to maybe use any one of those funding options, like a deposit and then some ongoing payments because you're a business owner and you can deduct some of those payments. But for her, there was no deductions out there, so she had cash, she had savings, she was able to just reposition some of that and just have one 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 payment, just one deposit, and she's done. The policy is paid up. The policy is hers forever. So that's what we looked at. We just looked at funding it with a single payment. And here's how we designed the plan. We actually just went backwards. I said, look, you can say I want... You know, $5,000 a month of benefit for the cushion, or I want $10,000 a month, you can start a plan that way. And that's the way a lot of long-term care insurance is sold. But we can also just look at it and say, for $150,000 single deposit, what are my options? Well, you can get lifetime benefits. You can get coverage for six years. You can get coverage for four years. This is what you would get. So we kind of started from that position. And Linda was very comfortable. She had had quite a bit of cash sitting on the sidelines, and she said, I'm going to take $150,000 and just earmark that to long-term care insurance because then I know as long as I know I can get that money back and it'll give me some coverage, I'm comfortable doing that. So let's work with that number. So that's what we did. So we looked at $150,000 deposit. We talked about the different options, lifetime coverage, things like that. She did not have any cognitive um, issues running in her family, so she wasn't too worried about that. So we looked at a plan. She said, well, the the real difference out there, the real sweet spot on a limited coverage plan, meaning that you could run out of your long-term care insurance, it's not lifetime benefits, the sweet spot is really about six years on these asset-based plans. That's where most of the insurance companies are very competitive is on that six years of coverage. You can pay a little bit less and get four years of coverage. But again, the average claim from an insurance company is paying out four years, and a third of the people die within a year. So if you're going to make it a year in long-term care, you're probably going to make it closer to five and a half or six years is what the statistics bear out. And statistically, 85 know, 90%, depending on which insurance company you're looking at, of all claims will be handled within that six years. And so that's what we aimed at. We aimed at a plan that would give her coverage for a minimum of six years. So this is really how it's set up. She's going to deposit $150,000 into the account. $580,000 is her immediate long-term care coverage. So that's her bucket of money, so to speak, $580,000 of tax-free dollars to use for long-term care. She can pull out $93,000 a year or about $7,700 a month, $7,750 a month, give or take. So $93,000 a year for a minimum of six years. Now, this plan is also going to give her two times her monthly benefit that seventy seven fifty so she'll have fifteen thousand five hundred dollars that she can use for home improvement and medical equipment. So remember, she was saying, "Look, I really want to age at home. I want a company that's going to have good claim support, things like that. So I look at this policy and I say, "Look, not only will you get your seventy seven fifty a month." You'll have another $15,000 to put a stair lift in for grab handles, for an intravenous pump, whatever you need, You know those 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 items that you need to make your home a safe environment for you to age. So, And if she doesn't use that $15,500, that just stays in her bucket, and she can use that down the road for long-term care insurance. So it's just a really nice perk. It's a really nice advantage to this policy. She can also get some caregiver training benefit, but she's not too worried about that because the caregiver training benefit is for informal caregivers, so that family members, like if you have a spouse that you want to take a class on uh, medication management, you know, so that they can help out or whatever. But she wasn't too worried about that, but the policy still offers that. So the bottom line for her is even if she uses that full home um, improvement and medical equipment benefit of fifteen thousand five hundred. She's going to get $7,750 a month for 73 months, so just a little over six years. So it's a very good amount of coverage for her. She has a concierge-level claim support. So what that simply means is when we go on claim, when she files that claim or I turn that claim on for her or her daughter calls and turns that claim on, they're going to assign somebody to her. So remember, the first segment, we were saying, well, what happens in long-term care situations? What do you do? Well, we were talking about, like, getting the plan of care. Well, before you even get there, you're going to say, hey, this is what happened. You know, um, had a stroke. This is what's going on. Want to get mom. She wants to come home. She's in the hospital right now. They're going to send a case manager out. They're going to help them get that plan of care. They're going to help them find those resources. So they're not on her own. Her daughter's not on that. She's going to have this concierge-level support. She's also going to have some limited international coverage. Linda is still traveling. She has a, a, a partner that she likes to have a buddy that she goes traveling with, basically, and they kind of do some things through the university. So she said, yeah, I would still like to you know, travel a little bit. Well, it's like, what if you get in a train wreck, and they have to put you in a, a nursing home for six months or a year before they can get you home? Well, it's, you're covered there. Yeah, full coverage in all 50 states and Canada. So it's a, just a very nice, well-thought-out plan. And the bottom line, what this really does, I mean, when we think about this – It gives Linda that peace of mind. If she ends up in a long term care situation, she's got another $93,000 a year, $7,750 a month, which is going to come in on top of her social security, on top of her pension, on top of her rental income. And she's not going to have to dip into that IRA to make up or get that benefit. And guess what? A lot of times, like she, you know, we were going over this. I said, look, what if you end up moving into an assisted living facility? And you say, "Yep, you know, that's a better situation. I can be close to my daughter. Whatever I'll move into that thing, I'll sell my house so she'll have those additional assets for her grandson. She will have 7750 a month to pay for that assisted living facility plus her social security plus her pension so she can still protect her IRA." So, it just gives her a good good uh, amount of options. It gives her that peace of mind. And the bottom line is, here's what we're going to talk about right now. What if she doesn't use it? So she put $150,000 into that plan. If Linda goes out and gets hit by the bus and she is gone tomorrow, her estate is going to get a check for $193,000 tax-free. That's money that's going right back. She's putting 150 dollars in. She's guaranteed to get 193 dollars out. If she goes into long-term care and she only uses $93,000 of long-term care and then she passes away, she has one year on, on claim, guess what? $100,000 is going to be written, a check for $100,000 back to the estate because she'll always get at least $193,000 out of this plan even though she only put 150 dollars in. So just a really well-thought-out plan, gives her a great peace of mind. And it was really painless for her because she said, you know, I've got this cash. I had some money sitting in here from some life insurance for my husband. I don't want to put this into the market. I have my IRA growing over there, but I need to be able to use this money to basically protect my estate and pass it on to my estate. That's what this does for her. So I've got to come up for air, take a quick break. So stick around. We'll be right back.
0: New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com.
2: I've told you about how my wife and I first started working with Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Many years ago, a retirement planner said that we were in pretty good shape, except we did not have long-term care coverage. I didn't really even know much about it at the time. And we started doing some research, and we found out the best person in our region, Brian Ott, Five Two Five Advisors. He's also the best in the country, and it's not just me saying that. For the fifth year in a row, Brian has received the award as the top advisor in the country for long-term care plans with lifetime benefits. And Brian says he couldn't do it without my listeners because you get it, and you know how to take care of your family. Long-term care planning is about protecting the people you care about, and the government is not going to do it for you. That's why my wife and I put a plan in place with brian if we get lucky and don't need it our plan will pay our estate back get the peace of mind knowing your family's protected contact my friends at 525 advisors and work with the best find out more at 525 longtermcare.com 525 longtermcare.com
3: the fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care that's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to
0: 525LongTermCare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525LongTermCare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors.
1: And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. We're listening to our Long-Term Care Radio podcast. I know, again, quite a few listeners out there that are finding our podcast, and you can. You can just get your smart speaker to play it and listen to them. They'll play them in order, or you can go out and search uh, particular topics. Like I said, I did a whole um, webinar in October about cash. I think it was October 1st. And it was about cash benefit plans versus the reimbursement plans. And that's a really good podcast if you're thinking about a cash benefit plan to just understand how they work. Um, Because that's the key. And really today what we were just talking about the differences between long-term care and health insurance. And the big takeaway is that I have long-term care insurance. Just think of that as a bucket of money that you get to pull out a certain amount of money. And you can use that to pay for long-term care services. They don't limit you. They don't, again... You can't have this company because they charge $5 more an hour. Nope, you can get that company. You can't have a two-bedroom because it's just one of you. Nope, with long-term care insurance, you can have a two-bedroom if you're in the assisted living facility. So it gives you the ultimate freedom to stay in control of your care options and just allows you to bring that money in without counting that money as income so it doesn't affect your Medicare or your Social Security taxes or anything like that. And I will tell you, one of the big things that I cannot stand, you know, you're starting to see out there today now. I just went to the doctor to get my foot x-rayed, and since I've been back, that was last week, I bet you I've had 10 emails and probably four texts asking me to fill out a survey. We want to know how you did. And I just tell you, it doesn't matter because I can give a one star across the board. You guys made me wait for an hour here. Oh, you want me to get blood at a lab, but the lab was a two-hour backup. It doesn't matter. You're right. They they, they still just, it's another one of those pestering things that just make me just really dislike health insurance. And so I totally get the fear and the frustration with people when they think about long-term care insurance because that's what we're used to. And so the whole idea of this episode today is just to let you know that now that's not what long-term care insurance is. You just bought a benefit amount. What the insurance company is going to do is just simply get that benefit out to you, up to your monthly limit, and that's it. And so a lot of people, when they're putting these plans together, you know, we don't know how much care is going to cost. And you're right. We, we don't have that crystal ball. We don't know. So all we can do is look at data out there and kind of guesstimate, well, this is kind of what people are spending today at home this is what people are spending for this type of condition in a facility this is what these people are spending for this type of condition you know uh, at a memory clinic whatever it is and so all you can do is kind of look at kind of what's out there and then try to figure out because if i've got three thousand dollars a month coming in that's a better better than a kick in the shin right if i have thirty thousand dollars a month coming in and long-term care insurance down the road well guess what I can spend up to $30,000 on long term care services and support. So the insurance company doesn't come in and say, well, you can, you, you can only spend $5,000 a month on assisted living. That's, that's the max that you can spend. No, that's not what you're buying. You're actually saying, hey, if I want to move into this $20,000 a month facility, I'm going to do it and if my long-term care insurance is 17,000, I'm going to get 17 there and I'll use 3,000 of my social security to make up the difference. You're totally in control. You can do that. So that's the nice thing about that. And I think one of the big things with long-term care insurance is that we talk about funding from a financial point of view. But the other thing for Linda, one of the biggest things that was very important to her was making sure that her care was going to be properly managed in a time of need, meaning that her daughter did not have to sit there and figure out a bunch of stuff every month. And I will tell you from personal experience, my grandmother used all of her long-term care insurance. And when she ran out of that benefit, that was probably the biggest downside. It wasn't that we didn't have that money coming in every month because, you know, she was like basically at the end of her life at this point. And so she wasn't going to go financially broke. We would have taken care of her financially. But it was just we lost that claim support. So now we're sitting there having to deal with Medicare and all these rules and trying to figure out, is, is Medicare going to pay for any of this? Because she did, she did have to go to the hospital for two days last month. And it was just a paperwork nightmare versus when we had that long-term care insurance. We were just having direct, bill, you know, just direct bills from the, the assisted living facility go to the insurance company. And the insurance company was just paying them back directly. So it just made that a lot easier. And so that's what I mean by making sure your care is managed and funded in a time of need. The insurance company is going to write the check, but with a reimbursement policy, there's always going to be somebody on the back end of that every single month. An audit trail is what we call it. Making sure that, oh, look at that. Your home health care agency went from charging you for two hours on grocery shopping to 12 hours. What's going on? Call the agency. Is there a mistake here? What happened? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, We made a mistake. So, it's, again, what the insurance company does when your house burns down, they come in, they hire a contractor, but the insurance company's smart enough to know that, you know what, we're not going to pay $400 for a toilet. That's not how much toilet costs. And so, that's the same thing, right? With a good insurance company, making sure your care is funded and managed, you've got an audit trail back there, too, which will take that burden off of the family. Um, Again, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. It's coming up here just right around the corner. Spend that quality time with your family. Enjoy it. We're going to get to work. We'll be back next week with another new show. Thanks so much.
0: You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and
2: podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important, a lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is, the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525LongTermCare.com. That's 525LongTermCare.com.